Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Far post, can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get a second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's four to two, Houston Dynamo. Welcome back to the Houston Dynapod podcast. This is episode, excuse me, season three, episode 17. Who knows? Um, I'm here with Joey, finally again. <laughs> what up, Joe? What's up, guys? Oh, I mean, uh, what about what about me? You want to ask what's up with me? What's up with you? Dude, I did, something really, I did something really stupid yesterday. Surprising. Let's hear okay. it. So... I uh, I have an infected hair follicle from using deodorant in my arm under my arms, and one of the solutions <laughs> is to uh, keep the area clean and, and shave the hair. So I shaved my armpits yesterday, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to exfoliate under my arms to get all that antiperspirant off my skin. Joey, I used the fucking Brillo pad. Like I, I washed it all out, all the soap out. <laughs> nice. I, I Brillo, dude. <laughs> it hurts. I Brillo padded my fucking armpits. And uh, I will tell you, they've never been smoother or more white. It's almost like when I bleached my butthole. They are incredibly smooth. And uh, I'm pretty sure that I got little pieces of Brillo pad in there. But good news, the lump is smaller. Also, not sure what it is. If it's cancer, um, you guys will know because the podcast will stop. You know what, Joey? I would I would record episodes during chemotherapy with you. That's how dedicated I am to you. I was say, well, the podcast sense. stopped for a few weeks, so. <laughs> it wasn't cancer. That was mental health. Dude, I just I got like, <laughs> you know, sometimes so, sometimes people. I mean, do you you ever get burned out from doing shit? Like I've been doing this for three years now, and the, the pace at which I was recording, and everything that happened in my personal life it was just like, I need to fucking step away and take a break for a minute. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I mean, Joey, we know that your life is perfect. At least the way you talk about it, I love it. I want to sw- I want to switch. I want a Freaky Friday with you. Switch, <laughs> switch bodies, switch roles, and uh, I just want to take a week off and be Joey. No kids, nothing to do but play drums, grocery shop, watch movies, and work out. That'd be great. Speaking of that, yeah, I try to keep my life stress free. Well, good luck. Uh, are you in the one fifty club yet? No. What are you at? One sixty what? One sixty three. Oh, you're close. I think I'm at like 180, 185. It's been I don't a... think I ever really even cared to be in the 150 club. Dude, that's one of my clothes to fit. Unfortunately, now they're all a little they're all a little loose. But started eating more. People seem to be like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to 
put on muscle now. So, I mean, I'm not really going to lose a ton much more. Yeah. Well, I mean, Joey, if you ever feel like you're gaining weight, try depression. It's great for weight loss. It's wonderful. It's also great for catching yeah. up on It's great for catching up on sleep. So, uh, oh, guys, uh, make sure you rate, share, review, subscribe to the uh, the new followers we have. Show's still growing, Joey, even after a month off. Still getting more followers on uh, oh, Spotify and the Apple. Why is that, Joe? Why are you not surprised? Putting out great content. Best content, I would say. This is where you're supposed to say it's it, arguable, too. but yeah. Yeah. You hear that, Rudy, <laughs> Christian, Dustin? Best, best, best content over here. Dude, I I did the, the 15 minute from the other day, man. I realized I said fuck way too much. I said it a lot. Way too much. So much. I haven't even watched it yet. No, you can't watch it, Joey. It's a podcast. You have to listen. I haven't watched shit though. What do you mean? I, I that's also true, but I haven't I haven't I haven't listened to fucking anything lately. Me neither, man. Like none of it. That whole month I was I was almost the three weeks I was gone. Nothing. Nothing. Didn't listen to anything. Didn't even have it in me to to do stuff. But now I'm feeling better, man. Feeling a lot better. It's not the best. But all right. So we uh I finally got to Pat on Glenn the other day. I finally got to that. What do you mean? That was that was you, you a got whole to lot Pat? Of nothing. You pissed him off? Oh no, he was on Glenn. I finally got to listen to it. He was on Glenn's show. Oh, what'd he say? Do you not listen to that? He said um, a whole lot of nothing. That's really it. Hmm. Uh, no, I don't really listen to anybody. He pretty much said that Sebes is being shopped, which we all know that he wants. They want to keep Nelson. We all know that. So there was no new ground being broken in that whole thing. What well, do you think the team has right now needs anything? Like, do we need anything aside from? I think we just need time to um, implement the system and get these guys. I think we need another winger. Well, you have Achara if he ever gets healthy. I think we need one more winger. Well, uh, not an Acharo. I mean, like a yeah, like a real one, like a right here, right now, like stud winger. Did he replace Baird? Yeah, someone to play over Nelson and keep. I probably replace Nelson and keep Coco on the right. So you drop Baird, drop Nelson, move Coco to the right, and uh, put a, a new winger there. Okay. So you still think we need we need to strengthen? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what our best is. Yeah, I mean, it's not, and it's not even an issue with with Nelson. I think Nelson's been pretty, pretty really good lately. Same with Baird. I like Baird a lot too lately. But you know I, I feel like we just need that extra bit of quality. So with Nelson, when he first came out, remember how right footed he was, and how mm-hmm. easily, how, how easily in my like in my opinion, how easily he was taken off the ball, and how he just looked like a one trick pony. Like he looked like Fafa. Did you notice last night the left foot? And his ability to get to the byline and send in a decent cross with the left foot. He had that really good. He had that really good ball in for Aliu that Aliu was just a second too late to in the first half. Yeah, Nelson's really coming along. Like defensively, he picked a few pockets. He tracks back well. He really looks like for twenty years old, like he has so much room to grow. Him and Aliu both twenty-one and twenty. I think we have two really yeah, fucking dangerous me, swingers there. I think I think Aliu is. This kid's got everything, everything but the just the finishing touch right now. Yeah, I think honestly, like I think he's a complete. He's forward. gonna be good. Better? You think he'll be the best striker we've had? Uh, I mean, it's really not that hard to be the best striker we've had. To be honest, I mean, Ching was an absolute 
legend, and we all love the guy. But he wasn't like an elite forward. He was a really good goal scorer. He was a big game player, so that adds to his legacy, obviously. But I mean, in terms of just scoring output, he wasn't like he wasn't he wasn't as even as good as Taylor Twelman for that time. And it was a different time too. The, yeah, I, I it was think a different time. The talent in MLS at that point was not what it is now. MLS talent wise, no, way fucking better now. No, it, no, you you got to you got to respect Ching. You can't you can't discredit what Ching did. He was still a fucking incredible player for us. But oh no, no, I'm not I'm not discrediting. Not, but what I'm saying is the the game here, the quality of player and the the amount of money spent on players is is night and day. Like if Ching came, if Ching played now with his skill set, then I think the statistics would be a little bit different. You know, same as if Babe Ruth. Yeah, went I up, think so. Probably too. Same as if Babe Ruth went up to bat against like Justin Verlander or, or Max Scherzer or Pedro Martinez or Nolan Ryan, I think the outcomes would be different because athletes have gotten bigger, faster, stronger. And you know, somebody who was it? Somebody brought this up. Like, oh, the men's team. We're talking about the men's team, and they said uh, Greg Berhalter managed has has the best team ever. And to me, the being the best team is determined by how far you go. How much do you win? And I don't think that's true because every other national team has also gotten better. The players are better. So anyway, San Jose, Joey, take the um, floor. I do think on a broad scale, though, on a broad scale, I would say that this USA team is the most talented compared to the rest of the world. And they're young. They're young. But they're young, so it's kind of hard to have, and like they made it this far because they're all mostly kids. Weren't they the fifth youngest team at the World Cup? Was that the number? I don't know the exact number, but yeah, they were one of the lowest. I'm pretty sure the the squad we put out against the Netherlands was one of the, the youngest teams in knockout round history, if not the youngest. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's talk Dynamo. San Jose. San Jose win. Uh, tell me about the game, Joey. Tell me, tell me what you thought. I mean, we kind of just shit on them in the first, what, 20, 25 minutes. I mean, our pressing was superb. We were super direct. Nelson, Bossy, Aliu, Baird, everyone just getting on the ball, driving forward, Herrera doing his thing. Artur was fucking great in that game. And then, you know, we get the water break. They kind of, Luchi Gonzalez adapts his team a bit. They kind of uh, shut our midfield down a little bit, and they start taking over the game. They get one back, and then and we come in the second half. We go right back to what we were doing. We're still dominating, and then we get the the weather delay. Come out of the weather delay, we look like we look like a fresh new team. We didn't look like a team that was just sitting on their ass for two hours. So that was great. I mean, Thor got some goals. It was it was a good win. Good good win. What was the celebration about pointing to himself and pointing to the watch? What does that even mean? Do you know? Thor? I guess he was saying he needs more time. My more time? time? It's my time, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe um, maybe that was Icelandic sign language, and he was speaking to his, his Viking kinfolk. And, and that bring, it brings up an interesting point, because I see a lot of people say, well, Thor needs to be the starter now. He just scored two goals. And tripping, no. Tripping. Please, no. Tripping. I, I I like Thor. I think Thor brings some chaos to the box. He's got a fucking wicked shot on him. That left-footed curl was so... nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, he, 
great shot on him, but he's very stiff on the ball. He's very slow. He doesn't stretch the field much at all. He's not a great passer. He's just not that great of a player. He's someone you throw on who will get you in a good, who might get in a good position and lash the ball in the back of the net, which is has has its place in the team as that sub role. It's kind of like Rattler Pasher. Kind of like kind of like the, the Eddie and Kedia if we're talking like Arsenal of the Dynamo. Someone you just bring on when you really need a goal. And they just happen to always find themselves in good places and and have good finishing on them. But they're not good enough to start and contribute to the team performance for 90 minutes. Not against fresh legs. That's the thing, is like he's doing this against tired legs. And you mm-hmm. say Eddie and, and Kadia. Uh I, you know, Tyler Pasher created this argument as well when he was here because he'd come on late, he'd look good, he'd look pacey, he'd score a goal here and there, and people were like, play Pasher. Then we'd start Pasher, it was non existent. And I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, well, there's a reason Pasher is in the USL still. That's it, there is. And the reason is uh, because Matt Jordan is shitty at bringing in quality players. And Tyler's a USL guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Pasher has been pretty good in USL this year, though. Oh, yeah. He was a stud in USL. You know, he's he's a great USL player. It's he just, still is. I, you see the difference when they when they come to MLS. I love Birmingham's attack. I like watching USL games, man. I like that I can hear everything. Oh, they're great. And the shitty camera work. Mexico had another had another win yesterday. Good game. But yeah, there's I don't I don't know how anybody could possibly think Thor should start over Liu. Like number Thor is what twenty four? No, twenty three. Liu's twenty one. Twenty three, I think. I mean, and dude, his his in oh my god, he's he's just there's so much raw power in Aliyu that Thor's Thor doesn't have. Is he okay? So he's a year older. Ali has been playing professionally for years. Thor's Almost exactly a year older. Thor is a year and fourteen days older. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that at all. But the San Jose game, man. After a minute, was it six, five? We scored twice. Two minutes in, Bossy picked up the pass, and then yeah, it was five minutes. Two nothing, dude. I was, I was pretty stoked. It felt really good, didn't it? I missed the second goal, dude. I didn't. I was kind of pissed. We scored I, uh, the one goal, and then I went to go gather my chicken wings, and then the time I come back, we were already up to gather your chicken wings. Where the fuck were they in the hen house? You, you had to gather <laughs> some awesome. wings. Oh, you mean just okay? <laughs> gather? Are well, you foraging yeah, for chicken them. wings? You're out in the meadow, just looking for fucking cooked chicken wings under bushes. Found one. That'd be fun, dude. That'd be great. That. That'd Let's be great. It. Like instead of an Easter egg hunt, instead of fucking easter eggs you put out chicken wings make them all buffalo make the kids cry touch your eyes kids rub your eyes next. not many not many not many chickens out here though well, chicken heads or like scorpions and scorpions and road runners scorpion lollipops those are good is that a thing oh yeah had that before oh yeah scorpion lollipops i'm sure road runners delicious meat meat if you can catch them but yeah the san jose game dude oh, they're looked, definitely good that was a uh, that was really nice. It was. It's one of the few times this season. It's one of the few times ever being a Dynamo fan that I was watching a game and I was like, at ease. You know, like when they pulled one back, I was like, okay, yeah. let's 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 play again. Let's start to play because we were killing time. We were chilling out. But uh, you don't get to be comfortable as a Dynamo fan very often. And it's nice. No, not at all. Who was your player of the match? Got the third goal. It was just yeah, it was over. Player of the match. Uh. 
probably maybe Baird or Steras. I'm gonna pick Bossy. I'm gonna go Steras. Steras. He, he he kept uh he kept Espinosa quiet almost all game, and that's tough to do. I mean, Espinosa's only real contribution to that game was off the set piece. Yeah, I would pick a uh, Bossy. Just because the mental acumen that he showed picking off that pass and reading it, he almost did it again last night. Oh yeah, Bassi was great too. He, he set the tone like really early, and that's something we don't usually do. We don't we don't score early, you know. I wish but, I could say the same about Bossy for this next game, but oh, we'll get there. Nobody really stood out. <laughs> Nobody no. really stood out. Um, no. So you want you want to move to Austin? Talk about it. not move there physically. That place sucks. Talk <sighs> Austin. Yeah, I don't want to move there. It's too expensive. Uh. Yeah, let's go on to it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about, unfortunately, with Austin. So, hey, the first thing I want to talk about is the lineup because Ben trotted out the same exact lineup as he did Wednesday. That but was a mistake. See, I'm I'm starting to feel that way because Austin did the same thing. Did they not? Same lineup, right, from Wednesday? Yeah. Except, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, okay. So, I mean, I agree with you. Tell me why you think it was a mistake. What would Joey have done differently with the lineup? Um, I just don't think the tactics were right. I think so. What I think was we we against LA, we went away, we played that more defensive approach. It really, really dominated on the counterattack. And we played Casado, and then it was the front three was Bassi, Quinones, and Aliu, and I think that worked really well, really, really well. And then we go to San Jose for this home game, and he plays Barrett over Casado, which I think was a pretty good choice given. It was a home game, and we were going to look to be a little more aggressive, especially from kickoff. And then we dominate that game. So I think Ben was looking at it like thinking, well, I could go back and go for that more passive approach like LAFC and try to try to play for a for a draw or maybe a, like a one nothing win or something like we like we did in LAFC and got a little little overconfident and said, no, I'm going to go with the same approach we did for San Jose. They're going to try to come out firing. And it kind of blew up in Ben's face. So you would have been because more pragmatic. Austin were ready for that shit. Yeah, I would. I would have played Caicedo over Baird. And what was I think four, we should four three three. Yeah, I think we should have defended a little more. I mean, because we the midfield was pushing up really high, and we we watched uh, the fuck's his name Pereira on Austin. He was man marking the shit out of Artur. And Artur got overrun time and time and time again. And that's why we lost. We got overrun in the midfield. That's the whole reason we lost it. Because, you know, we we talk about how important Artur is to this team. You take Artur and you nullify what he can do best. We suck. And that's what happened. Well, you got to figure out a way to play away from that. Because it, you know when you look at this lineup, which side we're going down. We're going down the right and through the middle. And you take away the option mm-hmm. on the left. And I, I was a little upset that he left Brad Smith at home because I'm at the point like es- we, we've talked about this. Escobar is he's not great offensively. He's not great defensively. He's good at both, but he's not a true, I don't think, offensive fullback. I mean, do you think I'm wrong? I I would say you're wrong. I think Escobar has been dominant both sides of the ball this season. I think Escobar is what we thought Smith would be. See, I I don't think that Escobar excels offensively. I mean, he's good, but I don't think that he's the type of a fullback like uh like a Kyle Walker. Like, you know, I mean offensively with the pace. I don't need him to be. 
I mean, if we're playing down the right, he does need to be able to do some more things. But it's just it's so easy. Yeah, he, he, I think he does things great. And you're talking about Artur getting overrun. We have the four two three one. If Artur is overrun, Herrera's all the way on the left. And then who's going to track back? I mean, Bossy to cover it. So yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah, the pragmatic approach. The yeah, the pragmatic approach would have been better. Artur drops to the back line and replaces Escobar. But then you leave that middle the middle right side of our field open, which is where you said uh, Pereira, whatever his fucking name is, gave him at the time. And so did Yusi. And if you look, didn't Austin score all three off headers? All three, yep. All three. That's usually our strength. And that's because of the way they overloaded our, our wings. And they were able to get in these open crosses. And my God, those were like, those are ridiculous crosses, especially, oh my God, the third goal. Yeah. Uh, for Pereira to get that cross off that well under that sort of pressure, that was, that was, that was incredible. I think teams are going to look at this game and go, this is how you challenge and beat the Houston Dynamo back post. Yeah. Because our, I mean, yeah, definitely. Our tour and Escobar, I don't think they have the, the, the leaping ability to out. You know, to out jump people, Sviachenko does, but dude, he can't defend the center half and the back post. It's just, I don't know. Good crosses. Sviachenko was horrible in this game. He was one of our worst players. Yes, he was. He did not have a good match. But I thought he was pretty poor last game too in San Jose. He's kind, of, he's kind of worrying me a bit. Well, he's also but at least we know we do have Bartlow. We got Bartlow. He's also relatively new. Not that that's an excuse. You should be able to come oh, and yeah. put in a shift. It takes time. Then he's had good games. He's had bad games. Aliu, for as much praise as we heap on Aliu, he has not been a world beater yet. He's still adjusting. I mean, look at his ratings. Yeah. So, anywho. No, he's not been a world beater. He's not. He's, he's, his finishing has been great. All right, so let's talk Nelson Quinones. Uh, what did you hear about Nelson through the grapevine? What is your ITK knowledge, Joey? Um. So, what? So we'll start with what Pat Onstead said is that they want to extend him. They're they're gonna look at the possibility of extending him to the end of the season and then making a decision. They were debating on whether they wanted to buy him out right now. And then the reports came out that we are looking to extend him to the end of the season with a mandatory option to buy. How do you feel? Which about I that? think I think that's the best the best scenario here, because I mean he's had a really good spike in performance over the last month. And while that could be the great signs of him really developing, it also could be a little bit of a fluke in the reported fee initially on the initial loan was 1.8 million. Right. That's a lot of money to spend on someone who's only had the last month being good. I still would do it because I think the kid has got a lot of tools, but I think, now, if there is the possibility of extending him to the end of the season, I think that is the move. And look, we don't know what the fee is because it's a it's technically it's a new loan now. They're not the loan ends in July and then he starts a new loan to the end of the season, but this time with different terms for the purchase option. Well, it's not really an option. It's at least being reported that it's a mandatory purchase. So it could be a lot lower. It could be the same. I can tell you it's not higher based off Pat's comments. I would be very shocked if it was higher. Plus, that'd be really stupid because we would just buy him straight up then now. What do you but, what do you, what do you think is an appropriate purchase price for Nelson Quinones? I think a million's good. I think that's a good price for him. I mean, he's gonna be a U twenty two slot either way. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be possible to get him low enough to not be a U twenty two spot. And that's fine. I think he's deserving of that spot. 
Yeah. I see. I think about 900,000 to a million is, is an appropriate offer for a guy, like you said, that has had one month of increased activity to where we're all like, okay, now he looks like he can do this, you know, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like if it's a million, do it. What's the maximum you would pay? Cause I don't think 1.8 is it. Like What's if it's the, max? the maximum, um, I'd go 1.8 1. 1. million. Cause that's what the, that's what was set. <laughs> I'd say 1.4. That's 1.2 to 1.4. I think 1.8 is a lot. All right. I mean, Next. it all depends on how he performs over the season too. I mean, he could continue this. If he continues doing this all season, then I think 1.8 million is a, good, a great price. Yeah, me too. If they have conditionals like based performance based uh, sale prices, that's the way to go. You know, I think if he does this and he's worth this, if he does this, he's worth this. But uh, let's move on to some, a big rumor, a big rumor that Adam, Adam what is this? Adam Benlis is, how do you say his name? Ben Lazes? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? The guy that always tags us and stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know Adam. Yeah. I love that. I love being tagged in every single thing you post, Adam. It's great. It's great for my notifications. It's shit I have to read over <laughs> and over again. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, so this guy, this guy reported. Wrote, ben Laziz, is that your spell? I don't, Not spell, I don't know. Pronounce it. But if you, if you use Adam, you can tell us, man. Adam, email us, HoustonDynapod at Yahoo.com. Or you can text Joey. I'll give you his number. It's just kidding. Uh, dude, you can also use <laughs> Ben Ben Laziz 20 as a promo code and get 20% off of your tickets through SeatGeek. Yeah. But uh, this guy, so he's been reporting stuff, right? And uh, I know you know that I'm back on Reddit. Dude, they fucking hammered him. Like they they really went after him about this Jimenez rumor. And it's he he how many has he missed on? He's been wrong a few times, hasn't he? Um probably. I don't know. I I, I couldn't tell you. Everybody's wrong a few times. But uh dude, they went they went after him and they're That's like, the nature of reporting. You're they're like, you're a liar. All this stuff. Just I mean, be, even uh, even you look at Tom Bogart or like Fabrizio Romano, they end up being wrong at times too. It's not. I mean, it's less common for those bigger names, but it's just it's just comes with the territory. Yeah, but yeah, they gave him a lot of shit, and I went on there and I just posted, "I believe you. Keep up the good work, young man. Keep plugging away." Dude, Reddit's such a bunch of dickheads. I posted my lineup prediction and got downvoted. Just a lineup prediction. You're a sad person if you downvote lineup predictions. You're just a dickhead. And you're miserable. Get out of your mom's basement. Anyway, Jimenez, what do you think? Would you do it? I don't know. You like him? Uh, no. I um. I just. I mean, I don't dislike him as a player. I think he's had a really, really good career to this point. I mean, he's really slowed down after the injury. He had an all right season last year. He had a terrible season this year. I just don't see where he fits into this team, into this outlook. He also has I pu- see pu- in the what is way- He also has a, a long-term thing, a condition, pubalgia. Have you read about this? Something, something with his groin. He's got a groin issue that is like a recurring thing, and it's a it's a it's a condition. Pu- pubagia, pubalgia. If you look up Jimenez, you'll see it. Anyway, my bad. Keep going. Yeah, that fucking sucks. <laughs> I would I hate that. I don't but, have groin uh, problems. We know Joey doesn't have growing problems. Joey wouldn't sacrifice height for cock. That's true. That's very yeah. true. That's so, <laughs> so healthy. I'm glad. Um, I think looking looking at our team, I think we play our best soccer 
when our forwards are field stretchers, you know, and there are guys that could you could spread the play out. Because I mean, we look at the way we've been playing over the last month. We have a Liu who's always running back all against the back line, so the back line has to drop deeper. And then you have Nelson on the left side, who's constantly running at you, trying to get him behind as well. Mm-hmm. So that also makes their their right sided fullback have to drop deeper, and 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 play a little wider. So that creates a lot of space in between Aliu, Nelson. There's a giant gap there, and who occupies that gap? I mean, Bossy. And then when Mibasi is there, the defensive midfielder has to move over to him. And then Coco and Herrera can then move into the middle, into that other side. And then their defensive midfielder and fullback has to cover them. And it, it creates so much chaos in our attack. And that's the reason why we're able to play these balls in behind. Because there's just not a lot of pressure on Herrera. There's not a lot of pressure on Bossy. And when there is a lot of pressure on Coco, he's, so, he's shown such an ability to play out of that pressure very, very well. He has a hard time making the right pass after he plays out of the pressure, but he does it, and that threat has to be covered. You put yeah. Jimenez in there. Jimenez is not going to be the guy constantly making those runs in behind. So what does that do? That allows the center backs to push up more and cover that space that Bossy, Herrera, and Coco are occupying, and that shuts down our offense completely. Now I'm going to throw something at you. You ready? And I don't. I don't know. Let's hear it. If Jimenez is capable of this, I'm looking at his size. He's six foot three, so obviously he's he's a guy that we like to we would like to lump the ball up. But his assist numbers: uh, 2021, 34 matches, four assists; 2019, 38 matches, six assists; or excuse me, 2019, six assists; 2018, seven assists. Hear me out, and you know my tactical knowledge is limited, but four four two, okay. Whatever side Jimenez is on is the same side that you can play. I mean, Bossy as. And he kind of drops, he kind of pushes forward as a 10, where Jimenez drops back as a false nine, which would allow Aliu to make the runs in behind Bossy to replace. And then your center backs can't push forward. You know, and I don't know if it's it's feasible. I don't know how well he is passing the ball. So you want Bossy to play on what left mid? Left mid. So if you put Bossy as your left mid or or even the, the outside winger on the left, okay. Jimenez drops his false nine, Bossy replaces, and then opposite. Bossy is Herrera and he pushes up. So now you're creating, you know, you're, you're that gap that you're, you have that space is being filled by Jimenez. But again, I don't know how good he is on the ball, like passing wise. His assist numbers aren't bad, but I mean, I think so. The thing with Jimenez when it comes to his passing, he's not a great passer. He does have a really good eye for, for layoffs. Like when he holds up the ball in the box, he, he knows how to pick his head up and look for a look for a passing option rather than always oh, going for the shot. So he's not a very selfish player, which I think is great about him. But I don't see that working. And here's why. I think I think that mid that midfield would kind of get overrun. I think it would lack some defense in there. And then it would really lack that direct play. So say we run that lineup, you know, the four and the four four two, it's our back line and then you got Bossy and then what Coco on the right and then Arthur and Herrera in the midfield. Where's the directness in that midfield when you lose one of Baird or one of Nelson? There's no real directness there. True. It's I... not gonna be as fast moving. And that's the thing where we play our best soccer is when we're able to move the ball quickly, you know, when we're able to, you know, Nelson's able to run up, dump the ball to Bossy or Herrera, switch the play in one touch. 
run at someone with Baird, that's when we play our best soccer. If we had to put Jimenez in a setup like that, we might have to slow things down to accommodate his style of play. And that gives teams a lot more time to adjust because out of our forward players, I mean, Baird, Jimenez, if he was on the team, Aliu, Nelson, Bossy, none of these players are particularly outstanding technicians going forward. Yeah. So, yeah, you know who I would drop for Jimenez? Coco. Who? I drop Coco. I would drop then Coco. what do you do with Coco? You got to sell Coco because Coco can't be on the bench. He's but Jimenez, to be but, on the... but Jimenez won't play every game. That's the thing. He's not. He's not going to play every game. But then what are you going to sign him for? He's going to be a DP. That's stupid. Well, he's not he's everybody. Play every game. Everybody, they can't play every game. Not in this fucking heat. You know, they, they need breaks. Oh, well, they can't. Enough. Well, yeah, that's why you got That's why, that's why we've, we've opted for a more younger approach. But I don't bench Aliyu. I don't know. You know what? Maybe you can't bench Aliyu. It's the same issue. I think Jimenez gives you the same issue that starting Thor gives you, where he's not, or he's also a little more stiff, stiff of a yeah. player. He's not as tactically versatile. Or yes, he might be when the ball pops up to him in the box, he's probably going to finish it, but it slows down your overall play and lowers the chances of that happening on a consistent basis for 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but I, it seems like we're no, a team Coco's that, a tough one because yeah, I hate playing him at a position, but you have to get him on the field. He has to play. It it, it reminds me. Let's go back ten years. Ago. I I keep talking about Arsenal, but it's it's the team I've watched the most other than the Dynamo in my life. You go back ten years ago. I think it was 2014, 2015, when it was when they had Santi Cazorla and Mr. Ozil. They kind of had that midfield three where it was Kazorla, it was Coughlin, it was Ozil. And that's kind of like kind of what we have going, where it's Artur instead of Coughlin, Herrera instead of Kazorla, Bossy instead of Ozil, and that kind of four two three one shape. And then they had Herrera and uh, Herrera, Kazorla and Ozil, who are just such good passers. It's so good at expanding the play. And then you had Coughlin, who's kind of our Artur, who was who's able to just do the dirty work, keep it simple. And allow these players the freedom. And then they also had Aaron Ramsey kind of there, who's also great at a lot of things, but he's not better than any of those guys at those particular things. But you look and go, well, we got to get Aaron Ramsey on the field. He's such a good player. It's hard not to play him. Right. So what they what Arsene Wenger did, he would just slap him on the right side. He would slap him on the right wing, and he'd be all right. That's See, kind of what we're getting with Coco. It's the same thing. Let's go back eight years to Tottenham Hotspur. When you had Victor Wanyama and Musa Dembele in the midfield, or Musa Sissoko and Musa Dembele, and you got Erickson at the ten, and you got Deli Ali, it's a similar problem, is it not? Similar, similar things. You got your creators, you got yeah. your your destroyers in the back. That was a true four-two-three-one, you know, with a uh, Pochettino in them. And it's, but uh, the Jimenez thing, I think it creates a problem that we don't need. It it would create an issue. It's like it's like when it's like when the Jets signed Tim Tebow. You're creating a problem you didn't need to create. I don't think Jimenez could he I think he could come here and do well. If he came to MLS, I think his numbers would improve. But I don't see him doing anything but harming the current chemistry that our team has. Granted, him and Herrera are I'm sure they're close. Mm. You know, but I, I don't see him creating a good problem. I see him creating a problem. 
Our tactical no. setup is working. Like, why would we? Why would we go and switch things around for no reason? It just it doesn't make sense when we could go and bring improvements over the players we already have and the positions we need. We don't need yeah. a striker. We have a striker. We got Elio. He's a Shit, striker we got, for we got three a while. We got three of them. We got yeah. uh, what's his face? We have another striker who's being overpaid and not playing. So it's it it doesn't really make sense. We need to bring in if we bring in a winger that's a better player than than Baird or Nelson Quinones, they slot right into the lineup. They improve what we already have without having to shift too many pieces around. And who do you sit, Baird or Nelson? That um, who does that elite well, winger place? I'm saying Baird. Well, both of them when Coco's back, because I'd keep Coco on the right. Okay. I think I think Baird. Offers... I still think they all have their place. I think maybe yeah. I think when we're when we're looking to see out a game, I think Baird definitely has a very big role to play in that type of type of game. I think maybe all... when we're playing a very wide open game, your bench option would then be Nelson. There's there's different scenarios for different players. I think having I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say Elise because he's that type of winger that I want. I don't want him directly. I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if we got Elise. I think he's still a great player. I'd just rather someone a little more who's not going through it. That's kind of what I want. Someone who's not had a shit last two years. He hasn't but let's just use years. that as an example. Yeah. Let's use him as an example. I think if we have Elise starting out on the left, I think having both the options to either bring on a Nelson Quinones or a Corey Baird, depending on the type of game we're playing. I think that's a massive advantage and really brings out the depth we could possibly have in this team. Because you yeah. could also, not even just about at least for one of them, if you really need to, you could sit about Coco for one of them. So then you have, and you could go for that more direct approach. We could see that more at home because like we saw against San Jose, when we want to open up home games, very pragmatic. It's a good approach at times, depending on the team. So then you could start Baird and Elise. Yeah, because they all it's have different, so many different approaches. They have different skill sets, like Coco, Baird, and Nelson. They're not even remotely the same. No, not even close. And like you said, it depends on the situation. Like I agree with you. Depending on what we need, they all fit a different role. You need more possession. It's Coco and Baird. You need more pace. It's Baird and Nelson. You need more defense. I don't even know who's better defensively anymore, Coco or Nelson. I, I put I put Baird above him defensively, but I don't know who the better defender is. Nelson's really coming along, but yeah, it's it's a it, that's a good problem. That's a good problem that solves. That's things. a great problem. Yeah, Jimenez, I, I think just creates an, a problem, and I, I don't want that. Yeah, it, it, it's not a good problem. It's a problem that disrupts things, not a problem that improves what we already have. You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing is 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 a fucking left back that actually is left footed and plays. Because we got two left-footed guys that aren't playing, and as for as well as Steris has done, he is limited offensively. And last night we got exposed. You know, they just don't go at Steris; uh, they go the other side because our tour doesn't have the pace to track back and cover that, I think, that wing. I think it's a tough one because we kind of, because I think the shape we use when we go forward, I think the way Steris plays on the left actually kind of works. I think it'd be better if it was a little more. Uh, little more mobile of a player so like like when we get teenage back i would love to see teenage play that left back role 
Ooh, like Steris is doing, I think he'd be a monster there. Because we can be when we're in possession, we kind of we switch over. I mean, uh, Escobar plays as a right midfielder, so we kind of play a three back. It's Steris, it's Mikhail, and it's Sviachenko, and then we play one defensive midfielder. It's Artur, and then we have the four in the midfield: Nelson, and then Herrera and Bassi, kind of both playing as tens with Escobar on the right, and then Baird and Aliu as the strikers, or Coca, whoever it is. I think uh, that shape works. And when you put in a Brad Smith, that, that doesn't work at all. You have to completely shift things. because Brad Smith's not capable of being that stay-at-home defender. I think Escobar sort of is. I think he would be able to do it. And then you switch and you kind of switch the sides and you have what Nelson on the right and then Smith pushes up as the left mid. I think that could work, but yeah, when you have Escobar, who's so dominant on both sides of the ball, like why would you want to change that for Smith? Who's been really poor on both sides of the ball. Yeah. I would not bench Franco. Franco Escobar is staying. I would not take him out of the game. Well, you can't, I'm not saying bench him, but change his role to the more, to a stay at home fullback. I don't like that. I mean, well, if you watch Steris, we saw what happened. We Steris. see what happens when we play with two uh, fullbacks that push forward. When Dorsey yeah, we and uh, we get murdered. Dorsey and what's his name started the game. We got Gasper? absolutely shit on. Not Gasper Tate. Oh yeah, it's it doesn't work. It, it's it's hard to do unless you have two true sixes back there. A la Tottenham yeah, twenty. We, 20 we've 2015. tried. Uh, yeah, definitely. We tried. Uh, Gasper as the stay at home left back. And they gave him just a little more freedom to go forward. It it didn't really work. No. And because I just don't think Gasper is that kind of player. I don't think Gasper is even that good at this point. I think Gasper was really good at his best days, but he's he's been really bad for us. When he was drinking, he was good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he needs to get, maybe he needs to get back on the sauce. Like get, I agree. Get I off agree. the chase. Get off the wagon. Get your ass to a bar. We want <laughs> we want the pissed off, angry, drunk. Chase Gasper. We don't want this sober fucking nice guy. We want the angry drunk. Get to the bar. I know a couple of good ones downtown. Yeah, nice, nice night out at the bar with Ben. Yeah, you know what, Chase? Tonight, hit up uh, Axel Rat at 8.30 p.m. for a comedy show and drinks. Drink specials. And at 10 o'clock, you come to Secret Group. More drink specials there you and go. comedy. There you go, Chase. Get out there. I'll buy First round's on me. And if you want, <laughs> if, if you want cocaine, I can point you in the right direction. We'll really make a fun night of it. Anyway, all right, let's move on. So I logged into social media today after uh, quite a bit of notifications. When you, when the shit talk doesn't pan out, the notifications go through the roof. And I'm glad that Austin's so excited. You know, they're so happy. <laughs> they fight, You guys finally beat us. You guys all collectively jizzed in your pants around 10.30 p.m. last night. But I also went on and I saw this post. Yeah, from, they deserve it. Well, they played well. You know, we had a bad game. You guys had two bad games. They played great. Georgia. But I went on and I yeah, saw this I post. I think they played great. I saw this, this post from... One of our supporters groups over at El Batallon, and it says this, fuck Austin, fuck your security, fuck your police and everyone that was okay with villainizing us for engaging someone in a green shirt, calling one of our members a N-I star star E-R. Uh, I'm going to guess those stars are G's. Unless. Good guess. I don't, knitter? Like N-I-T-T-E-R? Was somebody up there crocheting a blanket? I mean, I know it's Texas, but fuck, it's hot. We don't need blankets. <laughs> uh First of all, I mean, look, EB, you guys, you guys cause problems too. 
as the, we know Austin does it. They do it everywhere they fucking go. They got thrown out in Atlanta. They caused problems. Was it was it KC? Everywhere they go, they they cause fucking issues because they're 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 dickheads and they're soft. But if somebody called number one, I've never seen. There, does EB have any African American supporters? I've never seen any. I couldn't tell. You. I have no idea. I know the surge does. I've never. I haven't seen any of my my black brothers in uh in EB. But if you're going to call one of them the N word and get upset if they come after you, you hundred percent deserve it. At the same time, uh, can we just talk shit to each other and not use fucking racist racial slurs or like homophobic slurs? Like, is it is it possible, Joey? Can we can we fight constructively? Um, oh, it definitely is. I mean, so here's the whole issue with it. And and this is why I really hate supporters, supporter group culture. I'm gonna get shit for that, but I do. Um, I think when you have certain individuals in these groups, and it's not everyone, obviously. There's always outliers in all these groups, and it's not just Houston, it's not just Austin, it's not just Dallas. It's everywhere everywhere across MLS. It's everywhere across all these sports. Is that? when you kind of create a culture where everyone's just constantly talking shit to each other, you, the few people that will take it to an even bigger extreme feel more comfortable doing that. And that creates these types of issues. Yeah. I think if we would focus less on shit talking and we'd shut the fuck up and watch the game, this would happen less. Or here's my solution. Austin, Dallas, all the MLS clubs, all you radicals that like to use slurs and throw punches, form your own groups, set up a time to meet, you know, not in the stadium, go do it in the parking lot. Then you guys can have your brawl, like, like, like West Side Story, Jets and Sharks. You can have your brawl, you can say your slurs, and nobody's going to get mad because you're all agreeing to do it. It's like Fight Club, right? Supporters Fight Club. I just think it's silly. I mean, I think, I think all the shit talking that all these groups do, I think that also drives casual families away from stadiums too. Yeah, I mean, I talk shit. On, I talk shit on the internet, but when I go to the games, I don't. I'm not trying to fight anybody. You know, yeah. it's it's we we need to focus on just being fucking kind to each other for once, instead of you know trying to fight over who has the biggest dick on their sports team. It it, it it's it's useless. Like, what what does talking shit at the stadium actually bring positive to your team? It just makes you guys look like tools sometimes. I'm sorry. Hey, who do you think and has for both sides? Who do you think has the biggest dick on our team? Because I'm thinking it's Mikhail. What is he, 6'4? It's gotta be. What if what if it was Steve Clark? Yeah, it might be. Steve Clark is like 6'1 with like a oh, 12 inch Steve Clark. 12 inch cock. It's Steve Clark. It's fucking huge. It's Steve. It, he takes it, it's he, not even a debate. It's Steve. When they go to the batting cages, he uses his dick to hit the ball. Bam! Steve Clark for the Astros. Sign him up. I'll go yard. Mm. I'll, I'll it, it, it's all it's all just it's all just nonsense. Like the more you create a culture of shit talking, the more this stuff comes out. It's just what happens. And here's it's the thing: just how it's going to be. No it's a game. What ha- no matter what you do, at the end of the at the end yeah, of the it's day, a game at the it's end a game, of the day. and it, it it'll ruin your day. It, soccer, being a sports fan, will ruin your day. It's ruined many of my weekends. But it's a, it's a fucking game. Like they're not they're not curing cancer. They're not they're not researching clean energy. They're they're kicking a fucking ball, and you guys are willing to go to jail, prison. Because somebody didn't kick a ball well. That's fucking stupid. That's dumb. I mean, if, if Austin fans 
talk shit to you and you engage them back at the stadium, I feel like you're just as just as big of the problem. See, if somebody says something to me, uh, there, there's there's ways to handle it. You don't have to go yeah. off. Like when somebody talk talks shit to you, try this. Smile. Like like don't get mad. Smile at them and just be like, are, are you mm-hmm. done? You done? Or cool, man. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Cool, man. I'm glad that this sport, that this ball and these people that make millions of dollars while you go home to your sad life, I'm glad that they're able to trigger you so easily and you're willing to go to prison for it. Fucking stupid. Yeah, they talk shit. Just say good game. Walk away. All right. So who do you think no has issues. who do you think has the smallest penis on the dynamo? Ooh, smallest <sighs> penis on the dynamo. Oh, it's a tough one. Right? It's a tough one. I don't even want to answer this mm. one. You go first. Um, I, th- I think I'm gonna I think we let's go let's go back to Gasper. Oh, hurtful. You think that's why he drinks? Yeah. Yeah, that's why he drinks. He gets he, very insecure. He numbs the pain. I'm playing. I, I, I like Gasper. No, no hate on Gasper. This is all fun, guys. We we don't actually Gasper know. Who has Gasper seems like a cool dude. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, he like. Oh, uh, we know who has the biggest one. It's Steve, but it's Steven. The smallest one. I don't know. You'd have to, Joey, get a get a shower pass, or they let you go into the showers. But by how you sit, you need to get instead of press passes. <laughs> we gotta ask. We gotta ask Rudy. He might know. Y'all need locker room passes, and while you're interviewing the players, take a quick peek down. Each one, just a quick, quick look, just with the eyes down, up, down, up. Okay. <laughs> and report back. I, I, I'd like, I don't know why, but I'd like to know. It's weird. Hmm. I bet it's Ferreira. I bet it's Sebastian. That's why he's not playing. Oh, it's, oh, it's definitely Sebas. That's See, why, yep. We figured it out. Ben lined them all up on day one. Had, put on your trousers. If you're not eight inches enough, you're not playing for me, motherfuckers. Ferreira, what is that? Who signed this guy? Oh, maybe it's Ben. Maybe 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 it's Ben instead of in front of him, and that's why you, he's not playing. You slow down about Ben. I'm sure Ben's penis is beautiful. <laughs> I fucking love Ben. I'm sure his penis is like absolutely beautiful. Like you can put a bow tie on it, a tiny little suit, and look, he could go to a dinner party. That's fucking weird. What's wrong with me? All right, uh, <laughs> shit. You got anything else you want to talk about? I didn't post questions. We've we've talked about uh, everybody, but you know what? EB and Austin You're slacking fans, with that. I know. Dude, I've been busy, man. We got a, uh, uh, I got some comedy competitions coming up in July. I got some big shit going on. I got a uh, some sets I'm working on, and it's fucking, it's going really well right now. These uh, all right, well, let's that's what that's what we'll talk about. Promote that shit. Let's do it. Promote it tonight. I'll be uh, well, the, the the comedy competitions. I'm not sure, but I'll be at a, uh, I'll be doing Rudyard's funniest person in Houston competition, and then the Laugh Town contest at a Galveston. But I, I am going to do a better job of promoting this week or tonight is a. Uh, Secret group and Axel Rad. It's like I think every night this week is at least one show. So I did one at a Social Beer Garden on Thursdays, which is a really cool room. If you guys haven't been, I know Bayou City's had an event there, but you uh Social Beer Garden on Thursday, there was like 30 or 40 people, and I fucking nailed it. It was it's a great feeling. It's a good feeling. Nice. Then I got some of the uh the jokes are up on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, man. The uh what was a good one? The fucking jacked up trucks one, dude. I love that one. I love it. I came up with a new one last night about, uh, we were talking about transgender folks, right? And how, mm-hmm. uh, see, like, okay. I understand a man that thinks he's a woman. I understand a woman that thinks she's a man. What I, what I struggle to understand is somebody that thinks they're either none or both. Like, I, I don't get it, but you do it, okay? I don't understand it. And I was talking, I go, man, could you, like, that's gotta be awful. 
Like one day you wake up and you're a man, one day you wake up and you're a woman. But let's let's make it a little harder. Imagine this, Joey. You're transgender, and when you wake up as a man, okay? Oh, let me back this up. Shopping. You know how men and women shop differently, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so imagine this. The male version of the person does all the shopping for the female version, clothes shopping and food shopping. The female version mm -hmm. of the person does all the shopping for the man, clothes shopping and food shopping. You'd have so when you wake up as the female, you open the fridge, it's all fucking frozen pizza and condiments. You go in the you go in the closet, nothing fits because men don't try shit on. When you wake up as the man and you open the fridge, it's all organic and kale, and everything is super fucking pretty. Such a mind fuck. What do you think of that premise? It's kind of cruel, isn't it? Dude, I'm so lost in that. <laughs> It's a work in you're, progress. You're fucking man. on my brain right now. It's a work in progress. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be uh, promoting that shit. It's gonna be uh should be a good should be some good contest, man. I'm, I'm very confident, feeling pretty good. But uh, okay, that's an hour, dude. We're about we're about sixty minutes in. Damn, it's been an hour. Sure, been an hour, dude. Yeah, sent you the link at one forty-five. Damn, already. Time for yeah, this one. This one quick. But uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? Oh, we can touch on the Gold Cup a little bit too. Oh, what happened, man? I heard Team US. I got, got, I got at least last night. Oh, we we drew last night. Okay, it happens. Drew did, in Jamaica. Did Burhalter coach it? No, BJ Callahan did. Okay, so now we know why Greg has been picked because BJ just can't do it against Jamaica. That's right. Good job then, on Vasquez though, pulling back the equalizer late in the game. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, dude. I like Brandon Vasquez. His his uh, club team got a little embarrassed last night to uh, DC, but. He had a good night. Well, I'm um, so you got at least playing in uh, Houston tonight. Ooh, that'll be a good contingent Let's out there. See. He had a, he had a good interview too, talking about how Houston's home. I feel like yeah, he's. That's uh, what I was just about to talk about what Glenn, like Davis was, what Glenn, Glenn Davis and Victor were reporting on that. You feel like Albert is hinting? You think he wants to come back? He probably does. I mean, he he probably just wants to go somewhere. He'll play and he'll play here. Yep. He sure will. Um, I, I'm not. I wouldn't get over the moon excited about signing him, but I wouldn't be upset either. I think yeah. it would be a good move. I just would rather someone else. I think it's a good move for the fans. I think it's. I, I think it's honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's a better move than Raul Jimenez because he fits the system more. Oh, I agree. We love him. Agree. We all love Albert. We love Minotis. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, I love Romel Kyoto as much as some of y'all fucking hate him. I like him. He's good and he's aggressive and he plays. Oh, Romel would be right awesome way. for this team. Those front three, shit. Romel would kill it in this team. And I've always liked Kyoto, even if he is a prick. But yeah, dude, if, if Elise came back to me, that dude, he's is such a, a good player for Montreal, too. Yeah. My, I, Dude, Montreal's cool guys that run their uh, their little podcast, The Ball is Round. I love their stadium, too. Stadium's fucking cool. Hell yeah. But, all right, man, anything else? I think we covered everything. I think we did. I feel like this is how we got a, what? Do we have a, do we have a midweek game this week? No, we don't play again until July 1st. We're off till Saturday. I think we do it. No, we have it not until Seattle. Yep, it's going to be. What prediction for that one, Joey? So, uh. Um, we're gonna lose that one. I'm saying two nothing loss. What about you? Two one. Okay. We've never beat them before in Seattle. I don't see. I don't see us doing it now. No, 
but we have a good stretch of games after that. A lot of home matches versus teams we should be beautiful stretch. League's Cup. So this is even if we drop to what what's the furthest we can drop? Eighth, seventh if we lose again. There's a good stretch coming up where we can, uh, we can jump right back up. I think the lowest we could get to is like sixth or seventh, right? Yeah. And so we got, it would be eighth, eighth or ninth. And we still got time in the summer. Five window. points above the playoff line. Yeah, we're we're fine. And like like we've talked about, this team is coming together, and it's it does take time. And it, you're going to have good games, and you're going to have bad games. Not every team has is perfect all season, you know. Nope. Oh, marathon, yeah. not a sprint. That's right, man. The turtle beats the hare for a reason. But uh, all right, boys and girls, that's the end of the episode. Make sure you guys like, share, rate, review, subscribe. If you're not busy this week, keep an eye on Twitter and Instagram for the comedy shows. Bad guy Chris might come out tonight. Hopefully, he doesn't come out and total his car again. <laughs> last time i hung out with chris he fucking wrecked his car i'm bad luck i am bad luck but uh until our next bad episode luck, chris bad luck chris bad luck finn bad guy chris <laughs> but you know what as, as long as it's not me totaling my car and he's not hurt i'm okay with it you know wear your seatbelt, chris make sure your airbags deploy um thank you for taking the hit because i got too many kids to keep buying cars but that's been it, boys and girls. Uh, Joey, thanks for stopping by. Of course. Thanks for having me. What comes next, Joey? What do we always say to each other before we get off? Love you. Love you, too. And as always, go Dynamo. Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. to my favorite band familiar with failure for the introductory music you can find them at fwftx on all social media platforms once again that's familiar with failure check them out badass band cool ass people